Yes, indeed, we are awaiting your home improvement type of questions uh, for Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Denny. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Grass is greening up. Things are starting to bud out. Life is good, and I hope it is with you, too. It is. You know, um, if uh, if it was dry out today, I'm pretty sure I would be mowing my lawn. Isn't that I, true? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's at that point where it has it has greened up enough, and, you know, it's not all, you know, one uniform length now, but, you know, different patches of the lawn have gone up, and uh, I bet you there's some 10-inch grass out there. I bet you somebody, well, given the rain, of course, some uh, folks, I'll be hearing those lawnmowers starting up uh, here in the neighborhood. Um, you guys have a good week, you and uh, all your crews at uh, Lindis? Yeah, you know what? For the for the most part, Denny, uh, outside of really yesterday, we didn't really experience any complete washout, so we were able to get a little bit of work done each day, so... You know, uh, rains are needed. It happens every time this uh, this time of year. And let's put the rain jackets on and work when we can. Very good. Uh, again, if you have uh, any kind, maybe you're in the middle of a project, you're about to start one, or maybe you have a question about decks or insulation or whatever the case may be, give us a call or you can send Andy a text. Again, same number applies for either your phone call or text. That number is 651-989-9226. Here's a text we grabbed. Is it possible, listener says, to pour concrete over fortress steel frame decking or any other framework? Is fortress it, steel frame yeah. decking. You know what? It, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure on that. I'm, I'm not, not sure why you would want to, to do that. We are we are we are doing some steel frame decking right now, but it's uh, in conjunction with some of our composite decking that we use. Um, hmm. I will I'll look into that. I don't uh, I'm I'm sure. There's there's some reasons why you can or cannot do that, but uh, I don't know what they are, and I'd have to look at the exact project and and get the concrete guy involved. Yeah, I'm trying to picture that. Like you said, why uh, why would you want to do that? Tell me about this steel frame decking. That Lindis uses. Uh, this, I don't think we've ever talked about that. I don't remember talking about it anyway. Well, what? It, it was just another step in, in, in getting better. And, and when, when lumber prices are going up as much as they are, it started to make more sense to, to look at some of the, the metal options that are available out there. And, and think about this, Denny. You know how many decks that we, we replace that we – there's two types of decks we're doing. Ones that we're redoing the frame or we're going to the houses built in the early 2000s that still have the, the board over the sliding glass door and, and the ledger board but no deck installed. Those are the two, two types of decks we build. One that we have to redo the entire frame or we're starting from scratch. And it's, not, it's very, very rare where we can reuse a frame. With this metal framing, Denny, even if you replace the decking 20, 30 years down the road, the framing should still be good. Yeah, it really it really should be a very long lasting thing that 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 instead of it rotting away and even if you just don't like the colors or whatever you do with the decking, you you're going to have options down the road that you didn't have in the past. A listener wants to know um, what can you tell us about solar energy for newer homes? Do you uh, do you run into that at all as far as uh, working on folks home that that have some type of solar uh, structure? Uh, we do, and we, we, we've, we're working with GAF on a couple of their solar systems right now. And in Minnesota, you know, it has some very good rebates that are available with uh, either the municipalities or where you're getting your energy from, the state. Um, and there's some federal programs available as well 
but even then it, it takes the right house for it to make economic sense having said that i think maybe by next year just knowing what i'm what i'm seeing coming down the pike there's going to be some really cool things that come out say by 2022 and uh, I, that should make a lot more sense for Minnesota. I mean, everybody's electric bills are going up. We get asked this question on a, on a regular basis. We're staying home, and we have stayed home more than we have in the past. We're consuming more energy than we have in the past. Everybody's bills, at least the customers that we talk to, seem to have gone up. So this question gets brought up a lot. If you have a self-facing slope that doesn't have any tree cover, you, you might be able to make it where it starts to pay for itself in that 10 to 15 year range. But typically I'm still seeing 20 year payouts on, on most uh, solar systems installed any. All right. Very good. Let's uh, get to the phones. By the way, if you uh, want to call in your home improvement question for Andy or send a text again, six, five, one, nine, eight, nine, nine, two, two, six. I think uh, Andy Cheryl's calling in from Minneapolis with a question. Thank you, Cheryl. What's your question for Andy? Oh, good morning. It's a squirrel question, and it's not so much about the squirrels, although it is, but it's about the damage they're doing to my house. Oh, yeah. uh, we've been battling them for 35 years, <laughs> and my husband's of an age where he can't get up 20 feet in the air <laughs> to battle all four corners of our house because of the eaves and the soffits are like a wildlife sanctuary uh, between birds and squirrels. So we have somebody coming to fix the damage they've done in all four corners. My question is, there's squirrels in, <laughs> there's squirrels living there now. The contractor can't come for about a month and a half. Do I get an ex- there's squirrels living there now. The contractor can't come for about a month and a half. Do I get an exterminator up there now or should I wait yeah. a couple weeks? No. Nope. Because they're 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 cousins in Everybody are going to move in as soon as they're out. Nope, nope. I would uh, work with the exterminator until the area can be fixed. Um, and whether they're putting live traps up there and checking them on a regular basis or what they can do to, to, to seal them up. But uh, the longer those squirrels get up there, the more damage they're going to cause. Oh, yeah. And um, and our experience is the, the red squirrels seem to be the, the ones that cause the most damage and chew through the most variety of materials. Um, I've been on a metal roof before, Denny, and and they made like a a foot and a half long, eight inch wide hole. They chewed through the metal, through the plastic, through the whole ridge vent. It's yeah, it was like anything. Oh, I've, no. it, it, it was like nothing I've ever I've ever seen. So red squirrels, they, when they when, when they put their mind to it, they can really get into into some areas. But there's some things that the pest control people can do, and things that you can do in your attic too to keep them out. Now, my experience with all all types of uh, these rodents, raccoons, squirrels, uh, mice, you name it, their their sense of smell is 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 something that you can use against them. And I've had really good luck with essential oils, uh, peppermint to be specific, that I use on rags and I throw into attic spaces. That just it just seems to kick them out of there. They don't like it. They don't want to be around it, and I, I do this in my, my lawnmowers. I do this in anything that I'm going to be storing for a long time. Um, I know people have used dryer sheets, that, that mouse magic, those little pepper. They're, they're mm-hmm. basically peppermint pillows, right, Denny? That right. stuff works great. I used to go up my attic and throw that stuff around, and and uh, it, it, it can keep them away, and I, I would do it every fall. 
Well, I think you're absolutely correct, uh, especially since Cheryl has to wait a month or so. Get that pest control person over there now. Uh, they know how to deal with these things. And you know what I did? I remember years ago, we haven't had a, an issue. But like you were saying, they can do so much damage through uh, cutting through, chewing through, rather. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I got an arborist in a tree uh, outfit uh, to come out and trim some trees with the, uh, you know, I asked the neighbor, hey, can we trim some of these branches? Because they were using that as kind of a diving board to... Uh, so that's just another issue. It may not be in Cheryl's case, but uh, that that's going to help. Don't don't give them access, you know, at all. But yeah, no. get that get that pest control person over. All that's right, that's a really good uh, good point, Denny. There's a there's a lot of reasons why you should be trimming your trees. We're we're always recommending that to people. Yeah, absolutely. Andy, hang on. We're going to take a quick break. Again, inviting our listeners to join in on the conversation. Any kind of a home improvement question, it can be about squirrels if you like or decks, or whatever the case may be, 651-989-9226. It's 918 here on CCO. The temperature reading holding at 42 degrees. We'll be right back. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis is helping you out as usual today. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, again, maybe you're starting a project and a couple of tips is what you need, call Andy or send Andy a text. Same number again, 651-989-9226. Andy, a listener wants to know, when sanding a deck, how do you deal with those screw heads? Yeah, what do you do about that? Well, you're just going to have to countersink them uh, a, a little bit more, and and I would start out slow, and and you can maybe do it as you're going along the way, but uh, you're not going to want to put them in too far, and this is where you're going to have to use some hand sanding around the area. This is why the hidden fastener systems that you can install nowadays on on decking are are the way to go, even if. Uh, you're using one of those uh, jigs, uh, the the camo tool that you where you're putting in, and you're toenailing the screws. So it's a it's a jig that goes on the boards and and it guides the screw through the edge of the board. Is a is a better way to install the decking, just so you can refinish it down the road and not have to worry about the screw heads and and shoveling a deck too. Those screw heads can get in the oh, way yeah. of. Uh, I've catapulted myself off of a, a deck or two in my day. <laughs> yeah, I can see my. Yes, I think we've all done that. Now, are you saying these hidden fasteners they can be used on either wood or uh, or uh, a, a low maintenance deck? Yes, for sure. Um, and uh, our deck expert Luke Panic uh, been texting me on the break, and uh, he's uh, no problem pouring concrete over the top of uh, steel or even a wood frame deck. Um, just now to make sure that it's a 12 inch on center and he did on his deck. I thought this is a brilliant idea because I do have a grease stain on my deck from a, a fish fry gone awry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, over like his grill area, he, he framed that area and poured concrete where his grill area is. So it's just a little bit easier to maintain than even a composite decking there. All right. Very good. Thanks to Luke. Uh, again, 651-989-9226. Judy is calling in from Roseville this morning. Judy, you're on CCO with Andy Lindis. Good morning, Andy, and thank you for your expertise. No problem. We have, a earth home. we have an earth home down in Iowa that is has concrete block walls. It's about two-thirds underground and a third above ground. 
and it has a roof, or it had a roof on it in the 60s uh, that the pitch was too low. They built a second roof on top of that one with greater pitch. We're wondering now if we'd be able to open up the ceilings inside of there and raise the ceiling to that first rafters, that first set of rafters. Is that a project that we can even look into? Possibly. Um, What worries me is you might be starting completely over. I don't know how the structure was built on top of that. And a lot of times when we get into those, it wasn't done properly or how it's tied to the house. Um, But uh, were uh, were you in the path of the derecho at all? Yes, we were, as a matter of fact, but it didn't it didn't affect that house, but definitely the property around it, so in the trees and yeah. whatnot. How was it? Uh, I bet you you were pretty thankful to be in an earthen home when something like that's going through. Yeah, that was definitely, that helps in that situation for sure. So. Yeah. All you know, right, well, thank you. I, it, it, it could be possible, but it's going to take some investigative work. Denny, earthen homes might be my, my favorite home to work on because you can usually stand at the ground and work on the gutters. Well, talk is about there... that a little bit. Describe those for, for those that don't know what that, that is. So this is a, it's a home that, uh, just how it sounds, it's, it's, it's in the earth. The, the majority of the house is below ground outside of the, of the, of the roof. And uh, I know, um, you remember the, uh, the tornadoes that went through Monticello, I want to say, like Monticello, St. Peter, I'll have that same year, like 98, 97 maybe? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Monticello was, might, might have been like 96 and then St. Peter, 98. But I'd either way, Peter, my, sure, my wife yeah. was in, a, in an earthen home that her friend uh, lived in, and uh, they had no idea a tornado had happened. And, and down the block at her parents' house, there was trees on their house. Uh, my wife's bedroom had a tree branch through it. Um, and uh, she had no idea sitting in an earthen home as the tornado goes by. So real safe homes and very energy efficient as well. I was just going to say that. I bet they are energy efficient. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Again, thanks for the call. 651-989-9226. I think Marge is calling in from uh, Monticello this morning. Marge, good morning. What can we do for you? Hi, good morning. I have a, a steel-sided home, and it, the uh, finish has oxidized. And we're wondering about um, how it is to paint a steel-sided home. Uh, you know, no different than uh, than any other surface. In fact, uh, the the steel uh, does a pretty good job of of holding the paint, especially if you're working with the the right painter. Now, any of the loose paint is going to have to come off, and sometimes there's some sanding that has to be involved. As long as you're using a, a high quality primer, and we've had uh, pretty good luck with the the lifetime paint from Sherwin Williams, and that should should last a long time for you. That's one of the nice parts about about steel siding, Denny. Is, uh, you know, usually the, the finishes will last anywhere from 15 to 30 years, depending on the brand of seal siding. And wow. Get, get down the road, and all you have to do is paint it. All like uh, our metal roofing with the, the Kynar finish that that, that has, it, the finish is going to last 35 years, and but the, the steel should last forever. So worst-case scenario, down the road, you're painting it, or you're doing uh, one of the awesome coatings that our, our good friends at GAF have now. Um, they make some really cool coatings that can go over the top of metal roofing that should not only make it more energy efficient, but uh, really does seal it up. How neat is that? 
All right. Uh, you know what? We need to take a bit of a break here, have a look at that forecast. We have callers, Bob and Deb, hang on. We're going to get your questions answered, grab some more text messages here on our Home Improvement Show. News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, presented every Saturday by our friends at Lindus Construction. Uh, Andy Lindus, I don't think I spelled it yet, L-I-N-D-U-S. If you want to check them out, lindusconstruction.com, or if you need them, 1-800-LEAFGUARD is the uh, number to remember. All right, Andy, we have callers, we have texters. Let's put you back to work. Bob, we promised in Hopkins uh, he'd be next. Bob, thanks for waiting. What's your question, please? Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. I have a <clears throat> screen porch that needs new flooring, and um, it, it's uh, mostly sheltered, but there's a little rain and snow that comes in. What would be good choices for the flooring material? Um, you know, uh, anything that, that is not going to let moisture get into it. So there's some, some of the composites out there pretty good, but I, I lean towards tile um, on, uh, on a situation like that for sure. That's, uh, that's where, where I would go. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Then, then you got tile on your porch, correct? Yes. Uh, put uh, We did that. Uh, porcelain tile. I don't think I'd ever do that for a living, however. That was, no. That was no. not the easiest job in the world. I bet not. I bet not. But, but at that point, was it a three-season porch or a four-season porch? Yes, it was three. Okay. Still is, as a matter of fact. But it's uh, uh, that porcelain is, I think, a great, uh, you know, as you know, the uh, the temperature fluctuations in our part of the world um, you know, from way down to way up, and uh, this mm-hmm. stuff is pretty solid. It's still good. So it's many years ago that we did that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's I, I urge folks to try the at least check out porcelain. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I don't. I can't remember how many screws on that uh, concrete backer board I put down, but <laughs> it seemed like a thousand or, or more. It is. Uh, let's they make go a back. nice little uh, guide for you to follow. So there's a little little circle everywhere you need to put a screw and. You think you're going to run out of screws, but they, they sell the package together pretty good. Yeah, it, it was. It worked out just fine. Uh, Deb is calling, I believe, this morning from Elk River. Thank you, Deb, for waiting. What is your question for Andy? Good morning. My question morning. is, Is we live in a stucco house, and it was built in the 60s, and now we're having problems with the top part of the stucco breaking and falling off and it looks like in some places it's buckling and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what can we do with it in some places it's cracked also yeah it, it, it sounds like um, you're going to be needing either a new siding or dealing with a stucco company and doing a, an entire redash once a, once the stucco really starts cracking and, and, and pieces are coming off repairs aren't usually the smartest thing to do because they're going to be very temporary. Now, if it's just one area of your home, that that's one thing, but if you're noticing the cracks around the house, usually that's a, a sign that, that it needs to be addressed. It could be even a moisture problem that you're getting between the walls there that's causing this or water getting behind the stucco from up on the roof somewhere. That might need to be inspected as well. But the longer you wait on a project like this, Typically, the more it ends up costing down the road. So I would start meeting with um, siding professionals or stucco professionals soon. Uh, I know the stucco people are, are pretty booked up right now. Um, I knew, I've heard from a couple of different customers that uh, 
we've talked to that they're just having a hard time getting with with lead times but um definitely an option to change from stucco at this time as well we do that a lot the removal of stucco is not the the most fun thing denny but uh anytime we have a stucco house we want to get down to the bare wood and see what's behind it because typically we're finding wood damage behind the stucco somewhere wow have you and your crews seen much i was talking to a neighbor yesterday uh who said they had a hail damage i said you did and he named a couple of other neighbors, and I thought, well, we didn't have any hail damage, and another neighbor on my side of the street didn't have any hail damage. I suppose it can be that selective. But given uh, recent hail, and I say recent, let's say this this season and last season, have you uh, in the Twin Cities seen much hail damage? Uh, we have noticed uh, some hail. Um, we've inspected a lot of our existing roofs and haven't found really any damage on those, um, but we have had some hail claims. There was a, a small hailstorm through the, the the southern metro in March, and then one, I want to say, a smaller one that happened this past week, but it, it's, it's very, again, it can be on the one side of the street and the other side of the street completely fine, or the, yeah. the way the house was facing, it was, it was very sporadic, and, and the size of hail varied very greatly i know um my uh my buddy in uh Invergrove heights who has our 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 gutters and roofing of course he's got the same roof on on his house that you do denny the glenwood oh, yeah. and uh Invergrove heights has been hit by a couple of uh hailstorms this year and there's zero damage on on his roof so yeah. it, can, it, be uh, it can be very it can be very selective and i'm telling you i uh you know, I sell roofing for a living, Denny, and gutters for a living. But uh, with the way building materials are right now and and the way lead times are right now to get almost any type of building material, uh, a hailstorm is the, the last thing that we need. It, uh, I, w- I, w- I would guess if, if we have a storm like we did in 2017, I would say as of it is right now, I would, I'd guess that over half of the people couldn't get work done this year. Wow. What a change. In fact, related to that, Andy, there was a text that's this this Texas can hardly believe the lumber prices now what does Andy think of the future for lumber prices <laughs> well if uh, if the demand stays as high as it, as it is right now um you know new construction is is continuing to go up um i ran into uh, another uh, remodeler the other day on thursday denny he this guy used to work for us uh, to build some of the best decks in in uh, in, uh, in all of our customers. He's just an awesome, awesome craftsman, and started his own uh, remodeling company on the side. Does really well, and uh, he keeps telling people, he "Goes, do you understand what the lumber prices are?" He goes, "Yep, still want it done." You know, the, the demand is still there. Mm-hmm. So as long as the demand is there, I don't see the lumber prices coming down. The supply isn't going to change dramatically anytime soon. So. Uh, maybe a year or so from now, you'll you'll see some things move. But I I, I think we're going to see enough of the other materials move. The any petroleum based material, any any of your composites. Uh, I even know that they're they're having a hard time sourcing like electrical boxes, Denny. You know the the, the plastic box that you nail on the stud when you're wiring a hose. Oh, those yeah. are getting those are getting hard to source and. Garage doors even sometimes can be a 12-week lead time. Some window companies are 12 to 14 weeks out. It's just a, you're going to have to exercise patience in, in remodeling this year. But um, 
There's some ways around the pricing too. We we did our best with some of our manufacturing friends, and we planned for this. We didn't think it was going to get as bad as it is as it is right now, and we're really really happy that we ordered what we did in December, because uh, it's gonna we're, we might be the only ones in the Twin Cities that can that can even install a one of the better shingles that that GAF makes, makes like Glenwood or Armor Shield or Grand Sequoia, any of the the impact resistant type shingles that we like to do. So it's uh they're going to be hard to get. Wow, wow. And of course, given the pandemic over the last year plus, people are spending more time at home and they're mm-hmm. they're seeing maybe this should be done or that should be done. This uh this texter Andy says uh what what is the best sun tunnel like we have in our house to get? And does the need to be insulated between the roof and the ceiling to prevent condensation? Is that uh, is that necessary? Uh, describe what that is, because we we call it like Linda's put in a sun tunnel. Actually, a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. It uh, the the sun tunnel is the brand name that we would always recommend. It's made by Velux. There's no better manufacturer of skylights in the world than Velux. They're just really good at what they do. And we typically recommend insulating them. Just uh, if you have any type of heat loss in your house and and it can come into contact with that, that metal tube that can be cold in the wintertime, condensation can happen. And a lot of times we're putting these in bathrooms that don't have windows, things of that nature that have a tendency to to be a, an area that has a little bit more moisture than other places. So it, we, we always recommend insulating. Not everyone does, but that's just something we do. All right. If you have any kind of a home improvement question uh, before Andy takes his leave here in a few minutes, uh, call us or send us a text. It is the same number, 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier to remember, 651-989-WCCO. So call us or text us here in our Home Improvement Show around every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour on News Talk 830 WCCO. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. The remaining minutes with our friend Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction helping you out this morning by phone and by text. 651-989-9226 will get you the question for Andy. Uh, like Ray, who is calling in, Andy, from uh, Wyoming, I think, this morning. Ray, you're on CCO with Andy. Hi, good morning. I've got morning. some nice uh, tilt-in windows that I put in my home back in the 90s. I'm okay. um, just wondering if anybody makes a more energy-efficient storm window. I really don't want to replace the windows, but just wondering if something like that makes sense to even look at. Um, possibly, but by, by the time you take a look at those prices and what you're doing there, I highly recommend looking at a, a different window package. We, we, we do this exercise a lot with, with customers in, in your situation. You know, um, we've been in the house, we, we replace the windows, we like our windows, they're just not as energy efficient as we want. And you take a look at the higher end storm windows and what it's going to take to install them, it just makes more sense. Uh, and you're going to be much better off with a with a new window. Uh, I'm telling you, um, you replace a, a window with one of our higher energy efficient windows, like the Infinity window by Marvin or our Season Guard window. You're going to know the difference, and it's going to be it's going to perform markedly better than than any window with a storm window typically. Okay, thank you for the call. 
That leaves the line open at 651-989-9226. Texter says this, Andy, the former owner covered my dryer vent with a deck. Other than cutting a hole in the deck, what else can be done to prevent animals like mice from living there? Hmm. Uh, in the dryer vent area? Yeah. You know, maybe it, it shouldn't be that hard to move the dryer vent. So it's like I'd like to know where it's coming out in the deck and why are mice attracted to it. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, you should be able to move that someplace. I don't know why the deck would cause the mice to want to go there either. Uh, he must, he or she must be concerned about the uh, the access hole, but uh, but I yeah I don't uh, I'd like to see, we can't visualize it because we can't get photographs yeah. uh, of uh, of the t- during the text messages. But yeah, but I would think she, you can move it. Yeah, and I don't know if you want all your the dryer vent coming into contact with that. Just seems like it's a moisture problem waiting to happen. So you're gonna yeah. you'd want to move that dryer vent anyways. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, here's one. Uh, It says, just bought a house last June, and while the inspection noted a few small things regarding the deck, this spring it's obvious that at least two of the support beams are bowing or cracking, and dry rot is obvious on much of the railing. Should we replace the entire deck or just patch some of the areas? It's a large deck, they say. You know, um... If it's repairable and, and you're talking about a wood deck and you're going to be refinishing it, I, I, I would probably lean at, at repair. But uh, it might be a time to look at at least changing out of the entire rail system to a maintenance-free rail system and repairing a little bit on the deck that you can and then refinishing it that way. That way you never have to worry about the railing the railing system. But it might be time to get a couple of deck estimates as well. And that way you can look at numbers, see what the repair is going to take, and, and make the best decision for your house that it always seems that like the smartest thing to do would be to weigh all your options and once you know what a new deck is going to cost that might help you make that decision i think uh, both you and our friend luke panic have recommended if you are getting a new deck to try to save uh, as much money as you can depending on your budget some people will say well can i just save the support system you know the old joist down there and uh, is that right? correct me if i'm wrong but if you're going to build a new deck and it's an old one uh, that, that's not the hugest expense, is it? The the, no. the support system. No, and, and typically they're they're not where they should be, anyways. And and when you're talking about uh, that, the small one of the smaller percentages of materials on, on on the job, although it has gotten to be more expensive in the last year or so uh, for the the framing materials, it, it's still it's it's very rare that we're not reframing the deck when when we're putting it on just uh the way you frame a deck for a a composite deck is is going to be different typically as well and why is that just cuz uh we're going to have a lot shorter spacing on on the actual joists themselves we're going to go 12 inches on center just so we just we just have a much better much better luck with that type of decking and 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 it it you know, it can get a little spongy. Otherwise, you ever been on a deck and it kind of can be bouncy? It's just oh, yeah. it's a better way, better way of doing things. Yeah, more, more, just more solid. Yeah. Uh, does Andy know? Texter says of someone that does gravel driveways. Uh, someone knows how to use a uh, a transit. You know, I would uh, I would go to any any local excavator that you know and and talk to them. They seem to be the the best at that. That's where where I would lean or. Uh, not everybody has uh, a father like mine who is a 
Well, he's you know he's almost a professional excavator now. Since his retirement, uh, he 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 likes to get on the the dozer and the backhoe and and uh, when I built my garage, he was going to help me put the the base down. And uh, we got the garage torn down, and we ended up calling the the local excavator, Denny, and we set the transit up, and we had it going. And the local excavator, I'm like, do we need to take a measurement? And he's like, uh, you know what? I can tell uh, just on uh, with my butt cheeks which way this dozer is going, where we got to put the next fill. So it was 114 uh, loads of fill we had we had put in uh, to try to fill in a hillside. So, uh, but uh, that guy was doing it every day. I'd be looking at the transit constantly. Wow. All right. But excavator is where I would go uh, okay. for that. They, they seem to be the, the best setup for those types of jobs. All right. Good deal. Uh, listener wants to know what brand. We've talked about this before, and I know we have a minute or two to go here. What brand of doors does Andy recommend for a front door? We've talked about that occasionally. Provia. Um, and comes in a wide variety of materials, styles, uh, and colors that you can choose from. And, and, uh, and again... Again, you dream it, Provia can make it for you. Okay, which do you prefer? The Texas says, if I were to replace my roof, a metal roof or shingles? You know, um, typically I would say shingles, but it might depend on uh, the type of roof that you have. Some of these story-and-a-half homes makes a lot more sense to put a metal roof on to try to get the snow to come off them just because they're, they're just so such a bear to insulate and ventilate the proper way. But uh, most everything that of my own, Denny, I've leaned towards putting an asphalt roof on. I have the, the Grand Canyon shingles on my, on my house. I have the American Harbor shingles on, on my garage. It's just uh, with a 50-year warranty and knowing that they're made locally in Minneapolis, it's just hard to, hard to beat. It's a great company, and uh, I really, really trust their warranty. In fact, I, uh, I've heard from a couple of different supply houses recently that uh, – they might think that GAF might be one of the last manufacturers left with a brain in their head because they're they're really the only ones keeping up with demand right now. Isn't that something? Oh, they're such great shingles. So they fortunate are. to get those things on there. Thanks to Linda's. All right. We have to run, Andy. Uh, I guess the easiest number to remember if they folks want to check out. Uh, what's the website real fast? lindisconstruction.com and uh, you can always call us at 1-800-LEAFGUARD and uh, any of your social medias that you want to go on, Pinterest, House, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, you uh, type in Lindis Construction, you should be able to find us. Yeah, absolutely. If you need the, the good help, uh, call them. Call this coming Monday, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Andy, let's you and I meet uh, again next Saturday, okay? Sounds great. Thanks, Andy. Good deal. Thanks, Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Yeah, lindisconstruction.com or again, call them at 1-800-LEAFGUARD. We're hoping to hit a high near 53 degrees in the Twin Cities today. Right now, it's kind of breezy. North winds at 12 to 23. It's overcast. CCO temperature reading still 42.